Welcome to another AAO-ABO podcast. I'm Pam Paladin. Today's podcast is a follow-up to one released in March 2018, and it's intended to bring you up to date on the status of the American Board of Orthodontics' new scenario-based oral clinical exam. Our guests from the earlier podcast are back with us again, and they are Dr. Myron Guyman from the AAO Board of Trustees and Dr. Larry Tadlock, who is president of the American Board of Orthodontics. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. Good to be here, Pam. Thank you, Pam. Should we start with just a reminder about what the mission of the ABO is? Pam, the mission of the American Board of Orthodontics is to elevate the quality of care for the public by promoting excellence in orthodontics. You know, this is an exciting time for the ABO, too. We uh, talked in March about the new scenario-based exam that you'll be using for the certification program. And, and from what I understand, at the beginning next year, you'll be starting that new way of certification. How are things going in preparation for that? Myron, they're going great. Uh, we've put countless hours into the development of this exam. We have more hours still. Uh, but we will be certainly be ready for February. It's it's exciting for all of us. You, you had mentioned earlier that um, the Royal Canadian Dental College in Canada, when you talked to them about their exam, that they mentioned that this was going to be harder than you think. How how has your experience been, and how have you uh, prepared for this exam? Uh, I appreciate those who are members of the Royal College who have assisted us along the way. They did tell us, they did tell us that it was going to be difficult. And it has been even more difficult than I imagined. In terms of hours, um, they've been intense. The number of people, the number of eyes that have had to view these things to vet them, to ensure that we have the best exam, it's taken a great deal of time. You know, and this is a you know an important part of our profession, the board certification process, and and I'm sure the the board didn't take it lightly in preparation. Give us a little background, a little backstory on on. Uh, Who's been involved, how many people, and how long you've been preparing for this exam? Well, there were obviously the directors are involved, but also past directors are involved. We also use uh, guest examiners that have been examiners for the ABO for many years. Uh, They are also participating. And then we've added at least 16 educators, the leading educators in the country that are also participating in writing questions. We've spent a lot of time putting together the cases. We have over 275 cases and now about 1,000 or more questions. Anything you've learned or realized along the way as you've gone through this creative process, maybe something you didn't anticipate uh, when you started down this road? Really, I think the thing that surprised us the most is just the, uh, the amount of time and the number of reviews that were necessary in the process of developing what we consider to be a fair exam. I can imagine with the a new testing methodology, the apprehension that you guys have that are giving this test, I, I, uh, in discussing this with some of the people that are getting ready to take the test, there's probably a little apprehension with them too, and a new way to do things, not knowing what to expect. I'm, I'm sure the board has uh, prepared ways that people can get ready for the test. Maybe we can talk about that for a minute. What are some of the resources available for the people who are preparing to take the test? Well, Myron, first I would say that in preparation for this test, it's what you do every day. It's when you walk in the room and you see a new patient. What information do you want from them? You see things, you then ask for additional information. What's family history? 
case it's a class three. Those are that's data gathering. That's the first domain. Then there's development of a diagnosis or a development of a problem list. That too is the first domain. There's a development of a treatment plan. There's the implementation of treatment and management of treatment. That's the third domain. Those are things you do every single day. The fourth domain, you may or may not, hopefully you do, but that's an outcomes assessment. Uh, outcomes analysis, that's the measurement of the CAST radiograph evaluation. Those are things that you should do to evaluate yourself. And that also is a part of the examination. So first of all, the things you do as an orthodontist are the things that prepare you for this exam. But there are other resources that I would advise people to consider. Historically, Cadebo, the College of the American Board of Diplomats, American Board of Orthodontics, has been involved with board preparation classes. Going forward, is Cadebo still involved with this? Absolutely. Absolutely, Myron. And I would, I would encourage people to take the new training classes or preparatory classes that they're giving. Uh, they're going to have some at the next annual session in L.A., and then they may have others as well at their annual session, and they'll have them again at the AAO. Each year at the annual session, the ABO has an area set aside to provide information about the board exam certification. Um, I know that's a great opportunity for our members, not to just get information about this new scenario-based exam, but also an opportunity to meet the directors from their constituency and the other ABO board members. Myron, we do have that space available. And, and over the past, we've used it as an ABO case display where we've had uh, those who went through the case-based examination and and uh, we would select cases to be shown at at the AAO annual session. We use those rooms now uh, sort of as an ABO open house. We have all the directors there. We have sample scenarios for people to look at, to ask questions about, uh, to really learn what the examination is going to be like. You know, one of the things that amazes me as uh, being involved with the AAO is sometimes how little people know about our organizations. Um, people don't have to get ready for this exam on their own. They have resources available to them. Maybe talk a little bit uh, to our members about the makeup of the, the ABO board of directors and where they come from and what they do and, and how they can be a resource to the members as they prepare for this exam. Myron, one of the greatest resources that, that members have, especially regarding this exam, is their ABO director. Each of the constituencies has one. They're available to anyone to call or email. And the directors are different than the examiners. Well, the, the directors themselves are examiners. We also have guest examiners. These are people that are not directors, uh, members all across uh, all of the constituencies that participate in the examination. Dr. Tadlock, what are your expectations for February? Uh, are you looking for a lot of people to take the new exam what what do you what do you foresee pam this exam became full within 24 hours of it being opened we have 144 examinees taking the scenario exam we also have some holdovers from our case-based exam in uh, september and we will examine those on one day and the scenario-based will cover three days. The November exam for 2019 is also full, and there is a waiting list 
for that as well. So this new scenario-based exam has really been well-received by the people seeking board certification then? We've removed the barriers that existed before this, and we believe it is well-received. We believe many people will take the challenge. That's a pretty good response to have your next two examination schedules totally booked. Uh, Going forward, would there be a chance that there would be more opportunity to, to take the exam, maybe more frequently? Or do you expect that after the first initial wave, then then uh, you'll be able to handle the, the flow better? We anticipate being able to have three exams in 2020. Whether we can have enough cases prepared and enough questions prepared for four exams, that'll depend on how quickly and how effectively we are at writing the scenarios. But we do expect to have three in 2020. You know, board certification is a great way to differentiate us as specialists from maybe general practitioners doing orthodontics. Um, I would congratulate the board on the efforts that you've made um, to remove those barriers so that people can do this better and wiser. I, I go back to our podcast in March when you said this is a better test. Maybe comment on that a little bit more on, on, on why this is a better test than the way we did it before. Well, Myron, certainly since the change to the initial certification examination that occurred in 06 and 07, when residents could take cases treated in their residency program, those cases, they received assistance from the faculty, of course. And so we've heard all sorts of uh, feedback that, well, we're really just testing the faculty. This is a test of the individual. No one else is involved. No one else is going to help them with the case. They will have never seen these cases before. You know, I'm probably one of those guys that uh, understand that what the obstacles were to board certification. I, I did my board certification rather late in my career. Um, no, no excuse there, just think time got in the way and life got in the way. And, and then when the opportunity presented itself for me to complete that, I did. Uh, it was interesting on my board exam that Buddy Kastrup, who was the ABO president at that time, uh, indicated to us that board certification isn't a learning experience. That occurred before you came here, that the board exam was really a way to demonstrate what you know. It, it seems to me that the ex- the scenario-based exam is a much better way for the examinees to really be able to show you what they do know, not, not just what they prepared for. Myron, I would agree with you that the exam is about what you know, but far more importantly than the exam itself is the preparation for the exam. That's, that, that's what was important in the case-based exam. Uh, the case-based exam forced you whether it was in the old days, you took your own case and you evaluated what you did, or as a resident, you looked at your cases you treated at school and you evaluated them based on the standards the board set. This is the same, and preparation is going to be critical in getting ready for the exam. Speaking from my experience with, with, with my uh, board examination, you know, it was a great time to get reacquainted with all of those concepts that I learned in my orthodontic residency. And rather than being a chore to prepare, uh, it was exciting again to, to look at those things that you knew and learn that you could 
do better, be better, provide a better experience for your patient, a better outcome. Um, those are the kind of things that, that we're learning through this scenario-based exam as well. It's like being a resident again. Now, for those who have just graduated and are taking the exam, well, they, they don't, they, they've just graduated. So um, this is something they do in their program. But for those who have been out and they're coming back and challenging the exam, their preparation will be like being a resident again, hopefully for them. It's an exciting learning time. So, Larry, when I took the exam, I knew what to expect. Um, you know, there was a historical perspective. My buddies had taken it. This is all new. What, what can the examinee walking in in February expect when he walks in? What, this is all new. What, what can they expect? Well, it's really not all new. Uh, the rooms will be the same. We've added two rooms, so we now have 12 examination rooms. Each room will have two examiners. The examinees will move room to room with 20 minutes in each room for each scenario. Um, other than that, the questions will be the same, similar to recent exams. Um, there will be questions, and there'll be time for the examinee to answer and it'll be similar there I'm, I'm i have this visual of a pocket protector and a cephalometric protractor what certainly we've we've gone beyond that no you won't have to trace uh, an so, x-ray so my cephalo cephalometric protractor i've been hanging on to all these years hang on to it <laughs> but you won't need it here perfect uh, you will be asked to superimpose some tracings, so you will have to do that in front of the examiners, and you will have to interpret that superimposition. You will have to grade uh, a set of 3D printed models. You'll have to grade the CRE VAL, the CAST radiograph evaluation, on that set of models. The records are in a, in a format that everybody will be familiar with. They'll, they will either be digital and on the computer or they'll, they'll be printed and right in front of them. So to tell me you have had a team of 38 orthodontic experts evaluate over 300 cases and write a thousand questions for this scenario-based examination. Wow. How are you gonna sustain this in the future? Are you gonna have to do this for every examination period? You're good with math, because I didn't say there were 38, but there are 38 individuals. I, that's I know, pretty that's I know pretty a guy. Good. I know a guy. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> fortunately, uh, we don't have to use all 1,000 questions on the first exam. I bet that's uh, a big we, relief for you. Uh, well, once the exam is over, we start writing again, Perfect. and we add to the case and question bank. Um, we continue to vet them. We've um, uh, acquired new software to assist us in the development of the scenarios and so that we don't have to all come to St. Louis to be involved in the writing process. Um, it's exciting. I, I hope the, the members that are, that are uh, listening to this podcast are our understanding and getting a sense on the responsibility that the ABO feels on making this a, a, a good test 
and the effort and the the work that you guys do to do this over and over and over. But you guys are incredible. I certainly hope that the members understand that our goal is to develop a fair, valid, and reliable exam. And we've put in countless hours to make that happen. We've prepared a video that will be on our website probably by the end of the year that really shows what's been involved in the process of developing this exam. So when will the exam dates be known for 2020? When can people sign up for those? We plan to have those exams in February, July, and November of 2020. The dates will be released in May of 2019. Sounds like people better get on the stick pretty quick. I think so. The way they're filling up. Yes. Well, I know I'm excited to hear how the exams go and how the whole process is going for you. Thanks again for the, the visit. I look forward to maybe visiting with you in the future as you've been through this a time or two. I look forward to it, Myron. And that is a wrap for this AAO ABO podcast. My thanks to our guest, Dr. Larry Tadlock from the American Board of Orthodontics and Dr. Myron Guyman from the AAO Board of Trustees. For those who would like to uh, find more information on the ABO website, the URL is AmericanBoardOrtho.com. And if you are looking for uh, your Uh, director for your constituent organization, you can go to the website, hover over uh, something that says about ABO, hover over about ABO, click on current board, and that will take you to the list of the board members and how to contact them. You can also contact the ABO staff during business hours, 314-432-6130, 314-432- 6130 or send them an email at info at americanboardortho.com. Thank you much to Dr. Guyman and Dr. Tadlock for joining us on this podcast. This is Pam Paladin. Thanks for listening.